You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. In this episode, John tells the stories of two separate men suffering from extreme pain. Through simple obedience, the Lord used him to not only see them relieved from their physical agony, but to bring them to surrender their lives to Jesus as their Savior. Gene Gilmore was a fantastic young man, and when I say young, he was in his 50s, but he was young at heart, and had a severe issue with pain because of the cancer that had taken over his body. Gene called me to his hospital room and said, John, there's a 22 pistol revolver in my bedroom closet, told me exactly where it was. He said, there's, it's loaded, <clears throat> bring it to the hospital and do me a favor. If you love me as a pastor, as you love me as my pastor, bring that gun and shoot me and kill me and let me get out of my pain because I can't live like this. Everything that they had done for Gene, as far as giving him morphine and, and other medicines to try to dull the pain, did not work any longer. And he was in severe pain as he would scream and wrench with the agony that came with the pain. Gene had received Jesus as his Savior, saved but struggling so much that I said, oh God, what, what can we do? What, what, what can happen in regards to this pain? And, and I heard it just as clear as could be, baptize him, water baptize him. I want you to water baptize Gene Gilmore. So Gene came home, came home in an ambulance and laid him on his cot there in his front living room. And I went to Gene, and I said, Gene, I've got a bunch of guys here. I've got some elders and deacons and just servants of the Lord. We're going to take you to Christ Center. We've got the baptism, the baptistry hot, and we're going to baptize you. Oh, John, he says, I can't, you can't touch me. I, I, everything about me hurts. I said, Gene, please, let, let, us, let us do this. So we picked him up, and we took Gene to the baptistry at Christ Center approximately five miles away, and on the way in a van that we had rented for the occasion, all the way, every bounce was a scream. Took him into the baptistry. Four guys picked him up, handed him to four guys in the baptistry. As he was screaming when he hit the water, I baptized him in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the four guys holding him dipped him under the water. And as he came up out of the water, there was silence. Gene's eyes immediately opened wide, looking to me, looking to the fellows, looking around like, what's happened? And there was never again pain in his body. And Gene lived for another approximately six months before he passed and went home to be with the Lord. But the joy of the Lord was all over him, and praise came out of his mouth and his lips, glorifying Jesus for taking the pain away. There was another incident on New Year's Eve day that I got a call from Brenda Irving, one of our elders' wives, crying. She says, Pastor John, my dad's dying. They just called me. Now, we live in Oregon. It's a long ways from Vancouver, B.C., and she says, John, they don't expect him to live through the night. Well, we had a party planned that night for New Year's Eve. And my wife had planned and had gathered all the goods and 
ladies were coming to fix a, a meal and we were going to have just a celebration of the new year. And I said, well, Brenda, I'll certainly be praying for your dad. God bless you. I didn't know her dad that well. He had been in the service that oftentimes at Christ Center when he was, was visiting from Canada, but I had never personally met him. My wife, bless her heart, as she asked, what was that about? And I said, well, Brenda's dad's dying, and she wanted me to be praying for him. Linda Gay, bless her heart, left and came out with my DOP kit. She says, John, I'm calling the airplane right now. You get in your car. And you get to the Portland airport, which is about an hour away from my house. So as we jumped in the car, I had an elder come. Uh, we had a, a big old Mercury that some people had given the church, and it was a wonderful riding car. And I told the elder, I says, you go as hard as you can because we, we, we've got to make it here within an hour and a half, and we're at least an hour away. So we took off. Interesting thing happened. As we were driving down the freeway, the, the mileage at that time was the, the speed limit was 65 miles an hour. And as we're driving down the freeway, I realized we're not going to make it. This is not going to happen. We, we've, we've got to speed up. And I said, oh, God, what am I to do? And, and out of nowhere comes a policeman with his lights flashing. And I thought, oh, boy, here we go, because we were going 80 miles an hour at that time. And I said, okay, Dan, just, just pull over. It's all right. I'll pay the ticket and carry on. That police officer went by us so fast, and the Lord said to me, follow him. It's your escort. We took off, and we got up to 90 miles an hour following the policeman, and we followed him for at least 30 miles going down the freeway. And from where I am in, in Junction City, Oregon, on the freeway, to Salem is approximately 30 miles. And when, when he pulled off at the exchange there in Salem, we just kept on going 90 miles an hour. As Dan drove up, my elder, at the airline counter, the gate, I jump out. I said, Dan, just wait for at least a half an hour. And if I don't call you, I'm on the plane. I jumped out of the car, ran to the counter, got my boarding pass, and they said, chances are you won't make it because this last call has happened. I ran down the corridor. As I entered the plane, they said, you're the last one. We've been calling for you, and the door was shut behind me. Oh, people, if it wasn't for the escort of the Lord, I would have missed that plane. And if I would have missed that plane, that was the last flight into B.C. that night, and I would have missed the opportunity to share with Brenda's dad. So as we got to the airport in Vancouver, B.C., I jump in a cab and I go to the hospital. Now remember, it's New Year's Eve night. And when I got to the hospital, I went to the counter and I asked where Brenda's dad was. I mean, I had the name and all the information. And they told me he was up on the second floor in room 220. So I went up, at the, up on the second floor. And as I got off of the elevator, I heard this scream. This man was screaming. You could tell it wasn't a lady. It was a man that was screaming. And the Spirit of the Lord just spoke to me, and he says, that's, that's Brenda's dad. Sure enough, as I'm following the numbers on the doors, I'm going to where the scream is. And sure enough, 220 was the room that the scream was coming out of. I walk into the room, and there was this man laying flat on his bed, 
screaming about every 10 seconds. And I walked over to him, took his hand, and he looked up, at, looked up into my face and he said, who in the hell are you? And I says, well, I'm John Bowers. I'm the pastor of Christ Center. I'm Brenda's pastor. And screaming, he says, what are you doing here? And I said, I've come to watch Jesus save your soul, and I want to pray for you. And immediately, an interesting thing just immediately happened. The power of God's Spirit just came over me, and it was bring healing first and salvation second. I'd never heard that before. So I just laid hands on him as he's screaming, laid hands on his head. And as he's screaming and wrenching within in the bed that he was in, I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, heal this man. Heal this man of this pain. And there wasn't a scream within the 10 seconds. And I waited, and he waited. He was all like Gene Gilmore in that baptistry. He's looking around like, what's happened? What's, what, what's going on? And immediately he looks up at me. Then after he realizes about 20 seconds, or we might have waited a minute without a word spoken. And he said, okay, what's going on? I says, well, I've been sent to make sure that you're saved. And if God, for some reason, takes you home, I want to make sure you're going home to the right place. When God calls you, he's calling you to go to heaven. And if without his call, uh, then there's only hell, the other option. Oh, he says, I don't want to go to hell. I says, then receive Jesus. And he prayed that sinner's prayer. Oh, Father, come into my heart and save my soul. I confess I'm a sinner and I repent of my sins. Jesus, I believe you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And today I accept you as my Savior. And right then, right then and there, his salvation happened. His healing happened. And the nurse came in amazed and said, what's going on here? And he said, this man just came from Oregon. And he laid hands on me. And I've been healed. I have no pain. Get me up. Well, he couldn't get up because of the pain. If he had bent over, the pain was too much. And that's why they had him flat on his, on his back. They got him up. His family comes in. And two of his family members received Jesus shortly thereafter. What a miraculous thing that God does if you just listen, if you just obey. You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.